So the first time we meet was that at Mesquite with with Wally and like You're at, a kid, at, man. at the U.S. rep when I was really I, young. I right? was thinking about that this morning. Yeah, um, Wally and and uh, they hauled me out there to that roping, and that was a long time ago. I was I think I was 16 years old. It was a yeah. long time ago. I mean, I was a I don't know how old I was, but I was dang sure maybe like what, how old? Are you? 22 how? years ago. That was 2002. Um, and how old are you now? 38. 38 yeah, yeah i'm 35 mm-hmm. so yeah because i was i remember being with rin like richard and mm-hmm, him and i mm-hmm. were kind of like we were pretty good friends we little guys time. yeah yeah we just little guys <laughs> running around yeah um, but i i remember you being like i don't remember like it was the old numbers at that point still mm-hmm. but it like the new ones you'd have probably been like a five or a six healer or i was something. a four at that four time healer. yep yeah so i remember it kind of working like this like i met you there and then the next time I seen you would have been like at the BFI, and it wasn't that far down the road. Like it seemed like it would have been went- a year and a half. It would have been the next year. Um, that year, uh, when I was sixteen, I went from a three to a seven in the old numbers. So that'd have been like a five to a nine. I, it just yeah. you know, I guess when I just went to win and just went to learn how to rope two feet and went to winning and it. it yeah, it wouldn't take long, but <laughs> Dude, that's so. that's pretty wild. So from your sixteen to like seventeen, eighteen years old, mm-hmm. you went from a old three, which would be a five healer, to a basically to a, a nine a nine yeah. healer now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, what do you remember that like when it started clicking, like at that stage healing? You know, I remember that I remember I remember getting to practice and break in a lot of steers at John English's. My brother, Tim Gonzalez. Yeah, rodeoed with John English around New Mexico and circuit rodeoed and whatnot. And he had a nephew, Chris Walterscheid. And so he was in high school. We're the same age. And it worked out perfect. Chris roped good. And so I got to go heal a bunch of steers, you know, on the weekends, breaking in steers for John's ropings. And uh, that really was what built my foundation there. Getting to be with my brother who healed really good. Um, idolized him. I mean, he, you know, he could really rope steers really, really well. And uh, he made me tough, I, I guarantee it. Right. <laughs> Without him, I don't think I'd have had the grit, you know, that I needed to go that far that fast. Well, and the other thing, too, that's how I learned how to heal was breaking in steers. Yeah. And I, I never really refined it from, like, that stage. I kind of just went on with my heading. Mm-hmm. But I do remember, like, when you're breaking in steers, it sounds really fun when there's 10, 15 steers to break in. But when you're looking at 150, 200 <laughs> steers, like, truckloads of steers yeah. – like you no longer want like like missing's a big deal. Like yeah, circling don't miss. again. Like you gotta do not miss. Now yeah. that was the thing, you know. They took me over there. I was like three when they started going over there, like barely a four, maybe. Yeah. And Tim was like, "Do not miss. You kick in there and you heal the steer and hold him down for you know, and don't miss or you won't get to rope here no more." I'm like, okay, <laughs> I yeah. got it. I I think for <clears> me when it happened, I really like. Because that was the thing. I was always like, I would just ride to a spot and throw, like healing. Like mm-hmm. you just ride. And mm-hmm. I had a good swing, but I never like really went past that. Right. And then they, we we came up with the rule, like if you miss a rope a leg, you got to put it on in the chute until the next guy. <laughs> and I remember not getting another turn healing that day. And yeah. I was pretty sad putting it on in the chute yeah, all day. That was, so, that's terrible. Yeah. So I kind of like, I kind of made me pay attention. Like, all right. I'm going to make sure this steer really mm-hmm. gets lined out, taking some good hops. And then pretty soon I, right. s- I started to to see it just a, a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, when I watch you heal, I can tell. You you can get in there and you know how to get over them and make sure you catch them. It, it, you know, yeah, you it, do learn how to do that for sure. It looks good. 
other, other than I don't really know how to ride the corner or anything, <laughs> but I, I'm good with that. That, that comes with, in time. Yeah, that, that's probably the that's probably the hardest part about healing at that at the higher level, right? Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, it, it's all team, you know, yeah. teamwork right there. The headers kind of got to set you up, and you got to kind of know what your headers doing. But yeah, the corner is is very important. Um, I want to say that I've probably rode every which direction around it and. The other day it worked out perfect. I don't know. Well, <laughs> Hands yeah. off to to uh, the guy that was in front of me because he is a legend. I tell you what. Let's talk Aaron, about that. Yeah. So uh, Clay Logan, obviously you win the Clay Logan Open. Uh, just happened a couple of days ago, and so it's real fresh. Um, mm-hmm. The format at the Clay Logan, which this is low key, became probably one of the biggest, if not top two or three opens of the whole year. Uh, I think, like if you put like like. The BFI's got the high fees, and mm-hmm. the World Series Open has has high fees, and uh, then Austin's Open's pretty dang good mm-hmm. too. The Lone Star Shootout, but yes, I think sir. I think it's kind of like right there in that same tier. Um, yes, sir. I'm honored. I, yeah, I'm very very honored to uh, you know have an opportunity to go in there, and I have a great partner, Peyton Walters. He's believing in me, and uh, you know, kind of makes me get up every day and work at it. Uh, to have a young guy believe in you like that. Uh, makes me really strive to be better, you know, at my age in my career and to get to draw in to a pool of guys. Like, I mean, that field was incredible, uh, you know, and I felt like when, when I got the text and seeing I got Eric, I'm like, man, that's my guy. Like, I, I feel like I can do something with him. And so, you know, from that moment on, it was like, all right, um, it's go time. And, you know, that morning, a little backstory on that day, uh, I didn't wake up. I hadn't been feeling my top tier, you know, uh, energy wise, but anyhow, <clears throat> we'll get to that in a minute. But I just felt like, oh, I, that morning God woke me up. And before I even opened my eyes, he literally told me, just believe, believe in yourself. And so like the whole day, I kind of, that's what I, I, that's what I grounded myself on. You know, uh, I've never really had a win like that against in that pool of guys, especially to win first and to, and to the way it went down and the runs we made and everything, it was like, that's how this feels. <laughs> yeah. It was a dream come true, honestly. But, uh, um, you know, back as far as the headers and the corner and all that, I felt like he did the perfect job on every steer. The steers were running, and they did not feel like they were getting away. That, that was what was incredible about the whole thing. Um, and then to pull away with a win and, you know, a big top tier open like that, uh, it's such a dream come true. I, I can honestly say that. Well, man, what, what is so cool about it, right, is like just watching the roping, um, I, I was pretty much babysitting all day and uh, while everyone else was working, you know, I'm just kind of <laughs> hanging out, kind of keeping everyone going. But I, 152 team open in Stephenville, Texas is already like, it's just a whole different animal, right? And yeah. then, then the other thing that happens when you give guys three runs because it's uh it's pick one, draw one, and then I think you you can pick, pick a third one, yeah. run. So, um, that that format lets headers really get some feel, healers oh, really yeah. get some feel, and those ropes you know are gonna be yeah, tough. I, yeah. You you go stir your mix in with those guys on on a setup like that. It's you better be ready and don't be second guessing and be coming with it because they they are and they rope every day and they they play for blood they don't they yeah. don't play around yeah and yeah. 
they'll take risk because they know they yeah. got more bullets in the chamber right. and it's like it kind of lets guys ride that line and then from the cattle standpoint and clay like clay and shane how they set that roping up the score's out there mm-hmm. and it like in the first round i thought sevens looked like a very good run like they, they did yeah <laughs> like and so in my mind like a seven straight like all the way through like a good run in the first round like a sevens all the way through i thought would be like a 28 on four i kind of was thinking would be about 10th or so like that's in like just like mm-hmm. when me watching the rope and like that's right that's kind of my my vibe and then then i get looking at it, i'm like uh 28 was like 18th call or something right like yeah, it, it was like tough. It, it got like it got really tough and then uh then everyone was catching in the short round too but i i so i, I want to yeah. I'll, I'll get back to the short round with you in a, a minute but the so kind of waking up like hey i like getting your mind right like there's mm-hmm. nothing like big open day, like jackpots like you right. it, you have to set like a, there's got to be a mindset that goes into these days because you know like bfi day like mm-hmm. those long days you got to grind it out you kind of you kind of got to be sharp mentally the right. entire time and there's days where you don't even get close and then there's days where you do get chances mm-hmm. you know and so you just got to be ready right yeah, that, exactly. that's kind of that's kind of it and then you get eric you know that's a great chance right mm-hmm. eric's um obviously one of the best headers to ever do it um yes sir great great one of my favorite guys to watch yes yes but yes, uh what, what i think is cool is you guys are short six in the first round right yes like like yeah like i i think it's i don't have the times right off the top of my head but i think basically round one it's you guys are right at the front of the roping mm-hmm. and then after round two it's like like either long five short six again we're five yeah five yeah so you're like drew, long, drew, long just drew a good one they, right. they pulled his rap right after we yeah, he was done for the day <laughs> yeah. so yeah like that's that's the weirdest spot to me in ropings is when mm-hmm. you're like get ahead of the, the big roping yeah at the beginning at, man. The, at the beginning of it right and it's like well i gotta stay on the gas but i already know like and right. so like mentally like what does that look like as far as like your mindset like you know at that point my horse got way around that second one he was loping and i mean uh i was like okay don't pull on him and make him go by just heal the steer fast like don't panic heal the steer like you would anyway so we you know good run third round i'm thinking all right that's it just Ride to the cow and heal the steer. And, and and I never really thought any different the rest of the day as far as, you know, I didn't think, oh, we're, we, you know, we need to keep drawing good. We need to do this. We need to do that. I was like, doesn't matter. Just get a good smooth roll, get to the cow, heal the cow. Doesn't matter. React. Like, and, and once I loosened my mind up to that is kind of when it all started coming together. I, I didn't get tight. I didn't try to take another swing, you know, when the, but it just felt like when I turned in, the steer was jumping right in front of me. And all I had to do was place my rope. I mean, I roped the sawhorse all day, every day. So that's what it felt like. Right. You know. Let's talk about that heel horse too, right quick. Cause I, I don't know if we were recording when you kind of mentioned it, but this this horse you've had for a while, mm-hmm. fraternity, you like rode him at the fraternities, right? I rode him at one. One fraternity. Well, the one in the two. fall. Yeah. Right? The, the, right? the last one he could go to, uh, the big one. Um, Jay Wadham's the, okay. the good one. Yeah. And was close there. Like you I roped the I roped a leg on a, a bat. I mean, steer duck left, headrow went on. Luke did a good job. And steer, when he went back left, he just split his legs and left me. And I, I felt like I healed him. Um, 
just broke the outside leg. And uh, I, I mean, who knows? I might have made it back decent. I might not have. But right, he did. He did pretty good. He's he scored not, good though, right? He it's, scores good. He runs hard. You know, uh, he's a little choppy on the first one. I, I, I'm not a real show horse guy, so I threw like before I had him set up to stop. But um, anyhow, he, you know, he did great. I, I've had him since he was a yearling. We have some good friends of ours that ride some cutters and they bred him and um he was a little wild as a yearling and that so they decided that they didn't need him and so they gave him to me and uh i he's been my boy ever since i <laughs> just okay. you know he's uh he's like a pet coon he's he's <laughs> like a he's something else but he's been great you know uh i rode him started i could have showed him his four-year-old year i didn't enter him he was ready and then when he was five i rode here with Corey smothers right here around texas and i mean we just you know Corey, we hauled the wheels off of him we went every right. week somewhere and that made him very very good uh i won second at pecos on him at five-year-old and you know for that setup it's pretty good as a, for a little guy like him and uh you know he's just been great at he gives me a chance all the time and you know he's still he's still young and Right. He's got a he's got a bright future. I, I feel so, like we can go we can go pretty far. This is his six year old year, right? It's seven now. Seven. Yeah, so that was seven. that was he just turned seven. So sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant. Um, yeah, he just turned seven. So he's yeah, just aged out. So that was mm -hmm. like kind of the the last year for the fraternity. Yeah. And it, it's kind of cool to see some <clears throat> a horse that like really kind of seamlessly bounces back and forth between kind of show and mm -hmm. and, and I, like like I said, I I felt like he marked pretty good. I, I didn't watch all of the fraternity, but I do remember watching a couple of runs, and I mm -hmm. thought he, he he marked pretty well. He marked the, pretty good. The, the one I roped the leg on, I think he would have. Yeah, it would have been great. Like yeah. if I didn't slip, if I didn't rope the leg, he that was the best one. He was framed up square. He never moved his head left or right. Didn't gap his mouth, and he drug it. You know, and right, and he felt great. I just didn't execute. <laughs> well, so going back to this roping, right? Obviously, you got a lot of chemistry with your horse. You've got mm -hmm. a lot of trust in him, even though he's a younger horse. He's pretty. Right. He's tested at this point. You, yep. you got a lot of a lot of feel, kind of knowing where to put him. Mm -hmm. And so, the one thing that I think happens a lot at these ropens is you've got a header that's got game. So, like even jump into like the that role that happened in the short round. But there's a few of those roles like that probably throughout the day where your header is a coil and a half on steers that are pretty fresh. Mm -hmm running and and setting that up like that that's kind of the cool thing right is i feel like if mm -hmm. you're in a if you're like as a healer like what what kind of creates that ability to like react as opposed to think through because that's i think those are the ones where they get pretty hard you know to to ride the turn and set shots up man i think that if you're thinking you're already done i i truly believe that i, I tried to leave my mind outside the box and just I, all I'd say is this is just a cow. I'm gonna I'm gonna rope him. I don't whatever he does wherever he goes today. I'm I'm gonna get my rope on the ground and heal the steer. That that was that was my only plan for the day. I wasn't gonna try to read into it too much because I mean I've roped a long time and I've read into it a lot <laughs> yeah. and it has not served me well. You know, uh, I I feel like if if at this point. I've been roping so long that I need to let all of that stuff go to be able to use the fundamentals that I've built to be able to execute like I was able to that day. Um, 
So was there a time when you realized that like I cannot think through a run? Because I, I, I did I remember it for me. I was reading a book and they talked about boxing and they're like a a boxer that's thinking is a slow boxer. Mm-hmm. And they want you to be in there and you rely on instincts. And mm-hmm. that just like a light switch for me after yeah, that. That's it, the truth. I mean, if you think about them, somebody's coming back at you with that one. So if you're having to think about that, you're not going to be able to strike back. Yeah. You know, uh, same with a steer. If the steer does something jukey or jiggy and, and you've roped enough steers, man, you know where he's going. Just go to him and rope it. Right. You know, go to him and rope it. Don't, don't try to let your hands react how they're supposed to. And then I'm, I'm not the greatest with my left hand. I pull a lot. You know, uh, I like to get back on them. Yeah. <laughs> so, the guy gets excited. Yeah, you know it's I mean? exciting. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've headed a lot too. And I know that heading is strictly reacting off of trying to set your healer up to, to heal the cow fast. You have to have good instinct on where the cow's going. And you got to be sharp with your hands to be able to set that steer up. Um, and so that turns over to healing also, like, you know, if I know where that steer's going, like, like the other day, I knew where they were going. I knew he was going to rope them. He's going to get their heads up and they were going to take a bigger jump. Yeah. And I can heal those steers. I like, that's why I said, when I, when I seen, I got Eric, he gets his horse on that hind leg right there, just enough that the steer jumps bigger. It was easier for me to rope them. And, and it just felt, it, it felt easy. Uh, Right, if, you know, I could go back and live that day a hundred times, and <laughs> you can you 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 like you're calm, like really comfortable, like trusting trusting your healing, right? Mm-hmm. But, and mm-hmm. that's what allows that to not like that think, like you right. just take that out, right? So rounds three and four, same deal. It's like uh, I believe like it's a uh, rounds three is a, like another short six, and then round four is another. And they five. run, man. I <clears throat> I watched those steers. They run. The third one stepped left and was. A nat- like a black native and you know they they want to the head rope went on he put his head down and then just got kind of choppy but i didn't ever i i just stayed with him and and it was like when i opened my hand he was in it yeah. and i was like wow that that's it's getting better <laughs> right <laughs> it's feeling easier and then same thing the fourth one it was like steer run he was a little straighter um not as choppy opened up really big took a big jump and i didn't swing as hard and just really just got to set my rope down and uh you know you throw up the fourth one and you're like wow we're i'm in the heat of it right here yeah and you know from 25th we were team 25 there's still i knew there was some guys in there there was a couple like a 17 or some more 18s and uh you know the field of guys to to rope against there that we're doing so well it's intimidating i i I look up to these guys i mean i idolize them like i watched for the last year and a half been sitting on the couch you know recovering i've watched every perf every roping everything and you know to to be in that position at that point was pretty surreal for me because i I didn't see myself there you know as far as that goes like because i know what they put into it man i I know how much they work at it every single day to to be as good as they are and i and 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 i i I can't tell you that i know what it takes because i've never done it but i know it takes a lot i've tried to be good at it my whole life and i'm not even 
made it to where they're at. You know what I mean? I, I'm just, I have a, a lot of respect for those guys. Well, let's let's talk about this recovery and kind of um, you kind of talk about that like you have a diagnosis with cancer, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and so you've kind of roped your entire career, right? Like you've been a guy that's always been in it since I like yeah. I said since since I first met you when you know you're 15, 16 years old. Yeah. yeah. And so like kind of take me through this like hey when does this when does this kind of come along and then like like perspective as far as like how does that how does how does it change with like, you know, cause there's a lot coming at you, I'm sure. But, you know, you still seem to find like you've got this passion for roping. Like how does, how does that kind of come into effect there? Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like a person, depending on where you're at in life, it's, it's, it's always going like this. Right. And if you can't just try to stay as mellow as you can in the, in the middle and accept that where you're at is where you're supposed to be then you're going to fight it. And if you're fighting it, then it's hard to get back to this spot where you're just forever grateful. And with me, rodeo and my whole life, I, I was a horseshoer for 20 years. I mean, I still do my own, but uh, I was always trying to find a way to make it, right? Yeah. Um, try hard, you know, work hard, shoe all day, rope all evening and in. And I've done good. I've done well. I have a great, I've had a great life. Great, great life. Um, with the, with what happened when I was diagnosed was it all had to stop. Like it just, it was over. I, I couldn't do it no more. And I, I tried it. I did it all the way up until I could not, like I was almost dead. Right. And uh, went in the hospital for 12 days, came out, diagnosed, first round of chemo and was depleted like i was 30 pounds underweight i mean I, I was i was almost dead right um when you don't know if you can get up again the next day or how or if you're gonna live to see the next day and i mean i've got two beautiful children beautiful wife family that loves me and cares for me and i just realized that you know i can't stop fighting right here this is this isn't uh, the end for me with all of that going on and and not being able to go outside and be on my horse or, you know, go brush my horse or feed them, it just made me realize that, you know, I love roping so much and, and that is my passion that how could I ever, I don't know if there's a good way to how to put this. I'm kind of losing my... Well, if you think about it from like a, I'll, I'll kind of jump in, but yeah, I I think what's like the wildest thing about this, right, is you've got your lifestyle that you've lived, and and I feel like we almost like take it for granted, right, mm -hmm. and and get upset yeah. when we don't win, or like, yeah, and and you have these things, these these lows, like you're talking about, like going up and down, and you you've, you've well, got these lows that are at the end of the day more like superficial, and then when it kind of all gets taken away, it's like hey. I do miss just brushing my horse and, and the actual, right? Like that's a, that's a hit, huge thing that you you'd hit like the nail lose on the perspective on, right? You hit the nail on the head right there. And uh, thank you for that. I yeah. mean, cause it's, it's a, it's a perspective change. And, um, you know, just to realize that what I had is just great. It doesn't matter about the wins. Those wins are for me. It's like you were doing, you know, I listened to your, your, your last podcast and all he was saying was, was, I cried myself to sleep because I didn't win that night. And I'm yeah. like, dude, that has been, 
I mean, that's been me. I've been so upset because I just couldn't succeed. Right. And and and, and I'd give it my all. Like I, I don't, I won't stop for nothing. You know, uh, that's just who I am. I, I I will go until I cannot go at all. I mean, and I almost did it until I died. So, right. um, you know, to to be able to sit back. I feel like God put me in this position to to open my eyes to uh, just be a light for people, and uh, I, I I don't see myself winning this for any other reason, not for the money, not for me, you know. Um, and being able to be here to come with you and share the story is is amazing to me. Uh, I don't I don't feel credible for it by no means, um, but uh, I I do know that it did happen for a reason, and um, I'm I'm everything does I, I don't feel like anything's coincidence so right do you think like being in that in this a tough situation like I, I i ask this question a lot like when the lows get real low it seems like those are some of like the most important moments right because you question so many things and you really have to like you really get to the root of your like why like mm -hmm. what am i doing in my purpose and i think that's it's like and and I've always my deal's more been like, hey, like rodeo, and I've got my butt kicked, or the, like yeah. like with talking to Nick, like, hey, when he wanted to win something so bad, like, he, like he's at a real low point, mm -hmm. but it's never been with just like a life perspective, like, hey, this my actual like livelihood is is kind of right, at, like something that I've completely probably not any of us really think about, right, right, and so <clears throat> when you get to that that like perspective what's been the biggest like positive thing to come out of that like that low that low moment or as far as like has there been a shift in like hey like i like you have because you do seem very positive to me like and you've always been that way but like even now it's like there's like a it's weird i don't know how to explain it with you but it's like a calmness like positive like you're a very happy person when i talk to you now I, like it, like it, <laughs> i can see a shift but i can't quite like place it you know what i mean yeah yeah um you know i i feel like I try to wake up every day and and try to make every day's every day better for everyone around me um, the best I can. Um, my wife's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know we we uh, we like to cut up and have fun and uh, and as far as going out to the ropings and stuff, I don't try to bother those guys a whole lot. I know they're there, they're serious and whatnot, but I like to say hi and you know tell everybody hello and. And just if I can just be a smiling face, I don't want to be, you know, Debbie Downer on nobody or, you know, I, I I feel like that's important to me. Like that 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 that's something that that is that I will continue to do no matter what. No matter, yeah, I'd get upset. Yeah, it's it's it sucks to rope a leg or, or miss or you know not win. But I tell you what, when when I didn't think I was ever gonna get to rope again. It doesn't matter no more, man. I'm just glad to show up. Right. I, I mean, I'm I'm just glad that I am able to show up and enter and rope against these guys that put so much into it that I I mean, I'm just I'm a fan of team roping. I, I everything that goes into it, all the companies, all I mean, you what you've done with this is just incredible. So so to be that light for somebody because we don't know who what anybody's going through we don't we don't know that day what happened i mean we've got i've got a good friend you know just lost his dad i know what that's like it, it's it's tough and i, I want to be there for those people just to know you know hey man you, you want to talk whatever you need come hang out we don't have to talk 
whatever, you yeah. know, whatever you need. And I, I, I want to be that person for, for anybody, really. I'm, right. I'm not, I'm not prejudiced against nobody. So, uh, that, that's the perspective that it's given me really. That, that's kind of where I feel like my faith has led me to be more, you know, like you say, on, on the, on the positive end, pushing, pushing people to smile and, and, uh, you know, let's have a good day. Well, I think you kind of in a, like a, a violent way, but you get a, a, a perspective that we're all actually like living like, Hey, life is short. Like, like, it, <laughs> mm-hmm. like nothing is promised. Right. No. And, and you've got, you've got the biggest reminder of it and, and, and mm-hmm. things taken away. And so it is like, in a way that's, it's a, it sucks, man. But at the same time, it's like, wow, what a, what a great opportunity to like get the most out of mm-hmm. each day and like really truly like, I mean, because I think the other thing that's really neat about this is when you start to get healthy and kind of come back, if you didn't really love roping, you wouldn't do it at all then. You know what I mean? Yeah. You would definitely have like shifted at that point. So yeah. it's like, hey, I'm exactly yeah. where I am supposed to be because I know like this is what I wanted to right. do. And this is when it was taken away from me, I couldn't do it. Like mm-hmm. because of my health, this I'm right back to it. And I think that's right. That's a pretty, I mean, it, it sucks, but at the same time, how, how, lucky is that too you know, you know to, to be living out a, a what you want to do you know every single day right yeah just to get just to get out and go and ride a horse that you love and you know just to get to throw your rope i mean it, it's I, I grew up watching i mean my dad loved team roping and right you know he he set that in me that i, I was going to learn how to rope no matter what <laughs> yeah. and uh don't didn't matter you can do whatever you want after but you're gonna learn how to rope well man once once you learn how to rope it's like there's nothing else you yeah. know i mean really i you know I, I grew up around cowboys on a ranch and uh it just i didn't get to ranch growing a- after my adolescence but what i held on to was roping and horses and so that you know that that's my love for it and i feel like that's who I am. I, I don't know what else to do. I, I don't know, you know, right. where else to go. <laughs> I've tried to do other things, but it is, it's, I don't have that passion for it. No, man. I, I think that's, that's, that's this unique thing, right? Mm-hmm. That, that is so cool about that. Um, all right. So to get back to this roping, I think this is what's so crazy to me, right? You've, so what did you, remind me, what do you tell yourself at the beginning of the day? Like, what, what was that again? How did man, you phrase I, that? God woke me up and told me just to believe in myself. I, that, that was it. I, and before my eyes were even, I was laying on my pillow and and, and he was speaking to me like, get, get up, believe in yourself today. And that was it. And then, and it was like at a time where my body wasn't feeling right. Like I didn't feel as strong as I should have, but I didn't have enough energy to go right. squirrel everywhere else. You know, all I could, all I kept telling myself all day was just believe. Yeah. That was it. That was all. And uh, you know, for it to to come to that point, you know, we're we're high back. Yeah, high man back, 152 teamer. And yeah. and this is and, where and you're watching these teams in front of you now. Like these ain't this isn't I mean, you got the world champ went right in front of me, and I'm thinking hey, Caleb Driggers, Wesley Thorpe. Yeah. I mean, Dustin had two. I, I don't want to leave nobody out because man, they all well, you know, you're watching it go down and you and <laughs> I'm just trying to stay calm. All and all I could go through my head was believe. Yeah. <laughs> well, no. So, so I, 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 I'm going to set this up just a little bit because this is just from my perspective. 
Um, I believe right around a 28 was the cutoff to the top 20. Mm -hmm. And normally in these short rounds, when you see that, like it's a super tight roping, um, because that's a seven flat second average to be the last call. They are paying, they pay this roping cool where I think they pay nine monies, Mm -hmm. nine or 10, and it's all really good monies. So they don't just front end load the roping and pay four or five like some ropings do they so there's a lot of like everyone that's coming back has a good chance for money Mm -hmm. what i think that created was a short round where everyone roped good and and that's when it gets weird because i think a lot of tight short rounds and opens like we videoed the super tuesday the other day and Mm -hmm. that roping was so tough until the top 10 teams and they were all having to be so aggressive throughout the day they kind of stubbed their toe a, a bunch of teams you right can't back off in that arena yeah though. and that, that's a tough spot yeah and, and but it kind of created that like yeah. weird short round feel it right did, yeah but this one i don't know that it might have been one or two mistakes in the top 10 calls i think it's like mm-hmm. legitimately um either teams are going to the front or, or the top two or three and there might have been one or two misses and then the other mm-hmm. deal that's so crazy is and I didn't really get to say this earlier, but like when you mentioned like Dustin Eggesqueezer, T Wade, Clay Smith, Caleb Driggers, what's wild is like you guys could be roping the roping like you normally are, and you could be um, high call um, after three. You could be leading the roping, and then you could go be six flat, and those guys might be a second behind, and they're liable to put a mid four on the fourth one and go into the roping leading it, and you've like not even made a mistake like that's not uncommon to see at these jackpots right like when caleb left there the other night and that steer didn't really run i think he double clutched and was a little off he didn't want to break the barrier and then just go be six and i'm thinking man this guy when when i see loped i was thinking dude they're about to go yeah five flat four you know yeah because i know what he's capable of it's incredible and dustin Um, has two right there too it's like it's like the guys like the guys you don't and and then on top of it like even Wesley Thorpe's heel shot for Caleb, like he teed off on that sucker. It was there yeah. was zero fear. Like he no. he was strictly trying to win that rope mm-hmm. in that day. Mm-hmm. Like, and and I think that's like you've got this animal like in that short round. Like that's yeah. a, that's a whole different one to to compete against because now they're not making mistakes and they can put more pressure on you than normal like mm-hmm. high call situations where it's like kind of yeah. go lay up so yeah yeah like i i gotta know like i know you're talking about like believing in your mind but like how's it how does your like hey. mental game look hey right? man i i can look at it right now from where i'm sitting <laughs> and i'll be like i was the weak link bro i'm telling you <laughs> they're you know what i'm saying like i know they're happy for me and stuff but that i like i was i haven't been proven man I, i've right. dropped a lot of steers my whole life but uh for me to catch that steer right there it, it all it took was me just I didn't think of nothing, man. I, I was like, this year ran. He left there running. And all I wanted to do was don't double clutch my start. Hold. When he leaves, you go and ride. And 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 when the, when the steer turns, just be ready. Just that was it. And and believe, man, that was, that was it. I didn't – I watched them guys rope, and I, I knew, you know, I try not to watch the team ahead of me but because it kind of, you know, messed with you a little bit. But uh, – I got to watch Wesley Thorpe heel all day, man. He makes it look effortless. Right. Yeah, and that was an incredible heel oh. shot that at the end. Oh, I yeah. still couldn't believe he Yeah, it's it unbelievable. Incredible. But Yeah. Well, no, I I love that cuz it's like that that's the one where you stub your toe the most because it's like mm-hmm. the the short rounds tough. You need to press because basically going to a 7 second run is you're dropping a lot of holes 
And and normally in those high call situations, you're kind of like, well, we kind of got to make get money. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to win the Open. I, I I didn't have. There was no second swing, get money, none of that. I, I I've never been in that position. Right. Uh, at that level, I mean, yeah, I've won some ropings and you know done good, but at at that tier, top tier with with the cream of the crop, right there. I mean, uh, I wanted to win that roping. I, I I I just believed I could, and then and so I just relied on reaction. I didn't. I was just gonna ride to the cow, let my horse turn in, and I was just gonna put my rope down. I didn't. Hit him in the side, rub a leg, whatever. I was gonna go off, and uh, it worked out, man. I'm just, I'm just grateful it did. Well, I think the other thing too is when you're in those spots, you're pretty vulnerable. Is like, like you kind of have this like foundation of who you are as a roper, like what you want to, because you kind of got to be able to live and die by these shots. You know what I mean? Because if if you don't connect. You're gonna think about it a lot, right? It would. And, it would I would still be hurting right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it would not feel okay. And yeah. uh, and so understanding, like trying to win the roping, I love that because it's like mm. if you rope a leg right there, or miss them right there, you're like, well, I was trying to win the roping, and and it's like way better than like abandoning the game plan, going right. a jump or two, and then missing or roping a leg. Mm. Then you got to be like, I hesitated. I did what I shouldn't have done and I still messed up. Like that's like I think that's where you have like regret and like this deep like oh my god. Oh, it'll eat at you. It, that's a beast Those, that's hard to tame. It, yeah. it, that's a tough one. I, it's happened. You yeah. Know, it happens to everybody. Um you got to get up and get over it real fast, but you know, right there before the run, you're thinking there's so many things that could be going through your mind. It, it's it's all I wanted to do is contain my brain and and all and all I focused on was what God told me that morning. Just believe. And I'm telling you, I haven't done that in a long, long time. And uh for that, that whole day is still kind of a it, it's it, you know, I'll never forget that day because he proved it to me that if you just trust that anything is possible, especially from what I've been going through for the last two years, for it to culminate at that point. Right. You know, uh, and 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 then I'm not tried to set it up that way. You know, the last few years where man, I'm gonna make a comeback, and I, I've just been trying to stay diligent with, you know, stay moving, keep riding, try to work on my health, try to get better, and just be patient. And uh, you know, it just this winning winning that rope and the Clay Logan was was just like icing on the cake it just just goes to show that if you just stay even kill and and trust the process whatever god's taking you through trust it and and be happy be content and try to try to if you're not feeling good try to help somebody else feel good because it's going to help you um you know there's been days where where i can't i couldn't get off the out of my chair and, and i'm just sick and i don't feel good and and then recently you know and and uh and i mean i'm i'm better i'm i'm way better than i was a year ago year and a half ago like way way better um and we're we're making a dent in it so um but with that you know just i feel like if i can just stay diligent in what i do and not try to overdo it because that was my deal back for 20 years as i and i would i would do anything to be able to rope 
like I did that day or or have a chance to win or open like that. Like that's that's what I've been trying to do my whole life. Um and I feel like maybe I've passed up some opportunities that I if I was just more mindful and calm and trust, patient, you know, it might have came a little sooner. <laughs> I might not have had to die almost to realize that it's not all up to me. Right. You know, it's 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 not. I can only do so much. And do you think that's just like, do you think patience and process are like two things that need to just go hand in hand? And like, I, I guess if like, if you could give your younger self, you know, your 20 year old self, some advice would that, would it kind of, as far as like what it means about patience and process, what, like, what would that look like? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think your 20 year old self would even listen? Is I mean, mine probably would. I, I, you know, I was pretty receptive to a lot of advice. Uh, young. I, I didn't, I made some, as we all do some bad things, choices on some decisions on where i should have went and lived and done and things i should have done that could have probably changed the whole trajectory of my career i had some great opportunities at a young age and uh just didn't execute on them you know just didn't feel like that i don't know anyhow but i wouldn't have what i have now i wouldn't have my beautiful wife, my two children, my family that's just been there for me through everything. And uh, I wouldn't change that for the world, honestly. So everybody's path is different, right? I, maybe I go on, maybe I get a chance to rodeo and make the NFR. I, I don't know at this point. I'm just trying to live for my kids and for my wife right now and, uh, and be there for them and uh, get them raised up where – you know, they can have a chance where maybe I can help them to make the right decision in their early 20s so, so that they have the mindfulness and the patience and, and, and the work ethic and the persistence to, to achieve what they want to do. Um, to me, that's, that's what's important to me now. You know, yeah, I got a couple years here. I'd like to go to some rodeos that I've never been to. Right. Um, you know, I've never rodeoed Pat like, I've never been to Caldwell. I've never been to Pendleton and just some, some things like that. So, you know, it, all of that, like rodeo and stuff, it's like nostalgia to me. I, I've, I'm very, I love it. I'm a fan of it. Um, I, I love it. I, I eat, I breathe it every day. Um, so maybe I get to do that a little bit. But my, my goal right now is just make sure that my kids are going to be good. And we're going to get them raised up and, you know, take my wife on some vacations and enjoy some life. Pendleton's a pretty nice spot for because, vacation. Yeah, you know I think I mean? so. I think we can make that in there. You <laughs> know, fall weather, know, I, get out of the heat of Texas. That, that's my plan, you know. Yeah, you know. I, like, I like that plan. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I think that's that's one thing that's so hard to to understand, though, at, at an early age because we, like, we want something and we want it now. And it's yeah. like, it's really hard to like um, ask yourself, like how much work should, like, am I willing to put in before I like say, Hey, this isn't maybe worth it or whatever. Like how far are you like kind of willing to go, I guess. And I think right. that's like, I never really measured that. Um, 
in my early 20s. And I think if I would have had that perspective, like, okay, I, I've just seen a few guys, like I think Cade Rice is a great example to me. Like he he run, he wrote under Clay Logan for, I don't, as long as I can remember, yeah. eight, nine, 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then when he steps out on his own, it's like, He's arguably the best heel horse trainer or like show like show yeah. horse guy around. Like he's one of the he's that top tier guy, right? He built a foundation. Yep. And and he's got something to stand on. That that guy's incredible. I mean, yeah. great guy too. I, yeah. You know, he's I drive by his house every day, I take right. my kids to school. So, you know, I, I feel like a, a very, very small fish in a big pond where I live. Um because just the caliber of ropers around there is just incredible. And not only that, you know, they're great guys. Uh, you know, you got Patrick Smith lives down the road, Luke Brown. Yeah, uh, light, Chad light, Masters. Lightpan, Texas is a is a crazy spot. Yeah, for, you know. It's like small radius. There's it's, it's quite, crazy. A few, and, and quite a few I, guys. I moved to Texas not even expecting to be where we ended up. I, I didn't have no idea. I came out here to shoot racehorses and to rope, you know, like right. – I'm gonna get closer to the ropes, and I'm gonna step into a bunch of horses right here. I can make money, and I can go rope. <laughs> well, let me tell you, that was some work. Now, I, you know, I, early on, my dad taught me how to shoot. Said you'll never, you'll never be hungry. Right. He was right. I, I didn't ever starve. I worked, and uh, I wish that I would have. If I wanted to rope, one thing that I would have done different is I would have just went and worked for a guy that roped, and like. Calm down on the money and, and learn how to ride and rope and win and rely on that. I feel like that's kind of what, yeah, that was kind of my why. If because, because when I, if I didn't do good, you know, I was shooing, yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it when you shoe a horse and like you're working those days and then you gotta, like, for example, like go put up $1,500 in fees and that's a big. Like that's a lot of work to get fifteen hundred dollars, mm -hmm. right? And so when you when you have that loss, like it, I think it eats at you even more, right? Like, yeah, but at the same time, I can go back the next day, dude, and I'm I'm gonna make that fifteen hundred. I'm gonna come back. Like, it makes that, you that gritty. Was, that right? was my, that was what kept me like even now. Like I still have that little bit a of dog to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't back down. Like that. That's because I could handle a lot of pain, man. I'd shoe. You know, I, the most I ever done in one day was fourteen, and that was maxed out. That I, I don't know how you could do any more. And I only did that like once. Right. I've done a lot of twelves. Yeah. Thirteen. But anyhow, still the, big besides days. the point. I don't want to talk about all that. But that's work. You know that your body is tore up. You're tired. You're, when when I would go rope, I did pretty all right. I mean, I didn't feel like I was too tired to rope. I you know. But that, like you say, though, that made that all of that, those years of doing that for a long time. I had a, a good friend of mine from Montana that taught me how to do that. His name is Bruce Anderson. I mean, he's incredible on how much he could get done, how efficient he was, how how he he built that into me and, uh, you know, taught me the process. And so I was able to take from him and, you know, that's how I was able to enter and, and keep going and, you know, try to keep a good horse under me and um, feed us and, you know, live life as shoeing. I'm forever grateful for it. I love it. I'm, I I still love shoeing my own horses. So um, kind of a, another passion just because it's a horse, really, you know, and I, I like to help them. I've done a lot of lameness stuff. Um, not the best, but uh, it, it's What's been the biggest lesson 
from shoeing like like the biggest like life lesson that kind of like that you've taken from it from that from like that job and the work ethic like if you say like oh i just kind of naturally apply that to the next thing like i kind of because you know like it's a lot of work right and and how does that kind of apply to the next thing or to the rope inside of it or how does that look i think uh i'm the kind of guy that doesn't give up very easy so like if i see a horse that has some lameness or might be struggling a little bit i'm the first one like i want to help him I, i want to be the guy that can make this horse feel better like that was that's my that's my heart really you know uh more than just trying to prove it to somebody i don't care i want to i want the horse to be better you know and i will go i will do wild random things that you've probably never seen before just because i want to make sure that okay that doesn't work that doesn't work oh this works this and this is how this done so i want to touch every point to be able to make it make the horse better right so that perspective i think that's in my heart right i think that's how I deal with even horses that are not that great to rope on, even horses that, you know, or, or to, to be able to see them through and help them to become more. Well, essentially it's just being a horseman, right? Like having that empathy, like having that understanding and, mm-hmm. and like maybe not the intentions of like what they can do for you, but like what you can kind of do for them mm-hmm. or like learn how to communicate with them. And I think that's right. That's all like it all kind of works hand in hand, right? Like under and like you say, communicate. You when you're when you're working on a horse that's lame like that, you you have to understand what he's telling you and how he's telling you. Like what what is he doing when you set the foot down? Did did he look back at you? Did he did his eye get soft? Did his ears relax? Did, how did his body react when you trim the foot and put it down? How did he react when you were nailing a nail? How did he react when you clinched it? How, or when you wedged him? What, what is he telling you in that moment? It, it's a communication thing between you and him. So when I'm shooing, I try to get in a quiet barn and really let the horse feel me. Yeah, there's all different kinds of horses, right? right. You get the touchy ones. You get the ones that they can't stand still. You get the deadheads. You get them. There's there's a whole realm of them. Um, and there's a whole realm of lameness to go along with them. Uh, I just, what my goal was with my career was I just wanted to be able to help the horse perform better, um, be sound, maintain soundness. <clears throat> and I prided myself on if you had a lame horse and you needed him, I could get him sound for you today. Right. Like I, that was what my goal was, was, was that day. You know, we're we're gonna set him up where he's comfortable, and we're gonna give him a little butte because you gotta get him maybe rodeo sound. He, yeah, he's got you know he got inflammation on yeah. that on that joint capsule. We're gonna we're gonna help him out, and that was who I was. I, I didn't I didn't really uh, try to go work with a lot of vets and stuff. I did a little bit, but I was kind of like the guy out in the yeah ranch, just or wherever you know. I'd be at the rodeo trying to do something if somebody needs something, but. Um, that I loved that part of, of being a, a farrier was, was helping horses. That was kind of, you know, well, that, that was more to it than, than the money for me. I, I really, I always said, I didn't really, sh- I shot horses for the money, but 
I, sh- I did it because I, I love to help them. You, you could know? see reward in it, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's like a, that's a big thing with when you are young, like finding that, like mm-hmm. a job that does have a reward, a job that like, hey, this, if I put this in, I'm, I'm doing good, right? Like this right. is a, that's a big thing to, to have happen. And, and I think it's even better when it is hard work like that. Cause it's yeah. like you, you get, you're like, hey, like, you know, when, you when get. When you're done, you feel like you accomplished something. Yeah. You, you work, you do 10, 10 in one day. You're like, you're tired, but, but your mind is like, you're kind of in it's a euphoria. Clear, yeah. It's clear. Yeah. You know, I did a lot of work today, but I feel good about it. I feel I feel like I accomplished something. And uh I I, I could assume that's that's kind of what everybody's after. A, a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Well, and and then you can take that toughness and that hard work and you can apply it to roping. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, if you do want to compete at a high level, <clears throat> like you kind of know like you can push yourself. You you've mm-hmm. you've seen like what you can do on this this next thing. Right. And I think that's I think like I talked to Nick about that last on that last podcast, but it's like, hey, there there are some things from like our first jobs that we do a really good, like that we do well, mm-hmm. how they do apply to the next thing. And it's like, so everything you're doing, it's like, well, do a good job at it. Do, like yeah. if you can do your best, it doesn't matter what it is, it kind of helps you even do better at the next thing in the next stage. And I right. think that's a that's a a really important thing to understand is I think people get feeling like they're above a job or like especially young kids like they right. like they they don't really see the purpose in doing it or I, whatever that is you know i feel like sometimes some people don't realize that they're not just working for their boss they're not just working for whoever they're working for they're they're what they're really working for is for their god because he's he they're they are his child right yeah Who's who else is gonna watch you all the time? <laughs> I try to. It's like okay, quick quick story here. Matt Chad's roping last Wednesday. Correct. You know, team ropers. They're at the arena. They burn some rubber off, and it comes off. It's on the ground. Well, Chad, it's his arena. He, man, it's immaculate, dude. That guy works. Takes endlessly great, great care of great his place. care of it. Well, we're talking. He comes, says hello. I, you know, shake his hand. We get done. He walks off. He sees it, reaches down, picks up a piece of rubber, puts it in his pocket, walks off. No big deal, you know. But he prides himself on that kind of thing, and and that that's what I'm getting at is, you know, he's he's doing all that because that that's who he is. And uh, man, I, I look up to that guy just. He's he's been a great person to me since the day I met him, and I got to shoe his horses when he was rodeoing. And uh, with Clay Cooper, I started you know way back then, and he won the world that year. So I, that was like a highlight for me. I did right. Warthog, you know, at the finals, and so that was pretty cool. And I did I you know on and off here and there for several years. And um, but so Chad, you know, he means the world to me. He's he's been good to me. Well, the little things add up. That's right. Like mm-hmm. picking up the piece of rubber mm-hmm. sets the tone for like, hey, doing the next thing and the next thing. And I think if you do a lot of little things, like pretty soon yeah. your place will be clean. And yeah, and it, it takes time. And it's like it takes but, time. But I think that's uh, paying attention to little details, doing the little things, and uh, and doing a good job with mm-hmm. like your tasks and taking care of your stuff. I think that just 
that just adds on to what you're doing and, and helps you be better at whatever skill you're wanting to uh, to apply yourself to. Yeah, I'm still working on that on my place. So <laughs> you come to my place, excuse me a little bit. But <laughs> no, I no, I you see it here. We're, you know, like nice. I started, uh, I seeing little things on the ground, just random stuff. We got kids; there's stuff laying everywhere. You know, I'm like, well, I'm gonna slow down and start picking these little <laughs> things up, and maybe by the time in a couple of weeks, I'll have. The whole place cleaned up. <laughs> yeah. So no, but that that little things like that, like Chad doing that, I that spoke volumes to me. You know, uh, I don't know if anybody else sees that, but that that's that's how my mind works. And uh, speaking about my mind, I the last couple of years after the chemo and all that stuff, it's I'm pretty much like this. So I apologize if I feel like I'm. Just off on every no, man, every I, squirrel this corner. <laughs> this is how I go. This is like I'm I'm like naturally. I, I feel like I'm a. I like to thread conversations. Yeah, you know, we're we're bound. Yeah. I like to I like to bounce around and well, stuff. Like where I know. go. But I listen to a lot of podcasts. So yeah, I mean you can listen to Rogan. You can listen to uh, they they go everywhere and 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 it keeps it entertaining. It's not so yeah monotonous, but. I just I just had to throw that in there because no. sometimes I wonder where my brain is headed. <laughs> no man, we're 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 good. Um, I I do I want to know with like like going through chemo because correct me if I'm wrong. Chemo essentially like it's designed to kill cancer, right? But it is yeah. it is toxic to the human body as well. Yes, very. So essentially, like you're trying to ride that line with with these two things, and that's how you like remove the cancer. But it's also yeah. in a way like really hard on your body right yeah it's dangerous yeah. yeah it's very dangerous um so it is something really extreme and like as as you your energy levels are go way down and you lose weight mm -hmm. and, and sick and you get you get through all the, like those things start to happen like is that something like do you do you find like you become more spiritual like what what kind of happens to you like like your support system like what because th that's like the like you've been you have a pretty good idea maybe of what's going to happen, but as it's happening, mm -hmm. like as you get in the middle of that fight, like what is that like? Like what, what are some of the ways that like really helped you or, or what kind of pulls you through that? Man, in the middle of all that, like I did six rounds of chemo here in the States. Okay. All right. I started in October of 22. I ended in February, something like that, of last year. Got okay. my last round. I got my last round and, uh, you know, I just started making plans like, okay, I'm going to give myself six weeks to get my, my white blood cells up so that if I cut myself, I don't just bleed out and have to go to the hospital. Cause that, that's the thing is, is I had to be real careful during all that to not get a cut or a laceration. Cause if you, you can't stop bleeding, you're so anemic cause it burns out all your white blood cells, this type of chemo here. Right. The, the, you know, um, uh, I mean, we can go into all that, but I, I'm just, I'm going to, when I was going through that fight, all I could think of when I couldn't go out there was, all right, I'm just, I'm going to, it, it makes you docile. It, it really kind of burns your brain up to where you're just like, okay with everything. You, you really can't process a whole lot and, and be, I mean, you can, but it, it's tough. Like your memory's gone. It's like, it, it's so weird. And I'm still pretty, I'm battling it a little bit. I'm better. Um, I'm a lot better, but still some days is like, wow, I, my recall is not, not, not like it needs to be. So through that fight though, right there, 
those six rounds was about four months. Um, all I could think about was I just want to be able to rope again. Um, one day I'm going to be able to rope again and we don't know what tomorrow holds. So I mean, am I going to be here tomorrow? Or am I not going to be here tomorrow? I didn't know that, but all I knew was I wanted to rope. I wanted to, so I would go and rope the dummy. I've got a big set of horns that I love to rope and I'd rope the dummy. I'd rope the sawhorse and just to try to keep my body moving and because you're building up a lot of fluid and I don't think it's good to lay down, even though you're hurting, get up, Right. you know, I would get up and go and, uh, just go rope the dummy for a couple hours. Um, that's what kind of kept me pushing through. And, you know, once I could get outside, there was a, there was a month there where I, right. Maybe, maybe, yeah, it took me about a month after my second round of chemo, I shod my daughter's horses. Okay. I mean, so I pretty impressive. I was two days out of the hospital and I, (laughs) I gritted it up and yeah, Corey came and helped me. Right. And, uh, but I I did what I could without getting cut, you know, I trimmed and whatnot, but yeah. So I just, I couldn't, I can't stand there. So, so, but during that time, you know, you're, it's all new. I mean, you just, the doctor's like, we got to do this, 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 this. And you're just trying to take it all in and, and enjoy every moment with, with your children and your wife. And I mean, I looked terrible. I had no color. I had no hair. I had no beard. I mean, and I was like, I was okay. You know, I, I was okay mentally. I, I never, I never felt like I was, I'm going to leave tomorrow. I'm not, you know, I don't feel that way. Right. Um, and once I got through that chemo, we were supposed to go on and do another big procedure. Um, and I declined it. We were, I'd already sent my fees to the U.S. finals. So that was like my first, that was it. Like I was getting ready. I had a month and a half and I was getting ready to rope at the U.S. finals last year. And, uh, Everything's going good. You know, I started roping about a couple of weeks after that round of chemo and uh, I'm going to the doctor to do this testing to do this next procedure and we're getting all this ready and they're like, oh, you have a little bit left. We're going to run. You need two more rounds of stronger chemo. And they're like, we want to start now. What well, was the week of the finals? And I'm like, you know what? Scheduling appointment, I need to come see you. So I go in there and see him and um he's like if you don't i tell him i'm like i'm not i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna do this procedure he says uh if you if you don't do anything about this it will come and kill you and i said well i mean it's only obvious it almost tried to get me already i i I get that and i said i said that's not that i'm not going to do anything about it i said i just i don't feel right about what y'all want to do to me so I left it at that, and uh, we went on, and I go to uh, Tijuana, Mexico for my treatment now, and uh, it's been nothing but a blessing. Right. It's a totally just a different feel. I mean, they're like family. It's hard to be gone like that um, away from the family and stuff, but it's worth it because when I come home, I feel good, and 
um, I've got energy and I'm able to, I get up every morning and cook my kids breakfast and, yeah, you know, we eat breakfast together every single day. I take them to school and, um, that's kind of the, that's my highlight of the day, you know, getting them going and, um, I can just look at it now where I'm not in such of a rush to, to go and go and be and do and, you know, cause I mean, initially pace, this was my goal right here to be right here, you know, talking with you about team roping. Right. Um, that's my, that's my lifelong dream. And, and for, for it to come in a way that it did right now is, uh, totally incredible yeah it's totally unexpected uh i stopped expecting it <laughs> you know uh just because i i'm just i'm just a guy i, I i'm just trying to raise my kids right now and, and survive and uh be good to my wife and and my children and, and everybody around me and, and uh so a true true blessing just for me to understand that once i just kind of let it go Man, I, I I pushed hard for a long time, and, and I never got close pace. I've never finished top fifty in the world. Right. I, I, I've never, I've been in there for a minute, you know. But and I love rodeo. I, I hold nothing against it. It it is what it is. Um, but but for for this to to be here right now is very surreal for me. I, I'm just dead honest with you. I I never never seen myself in this position. Well, I mean, you just kick their ass at the toughest roping of the entire year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that's Man, that's probably I, the coolest thing about it. And and but you know, just living life—that's mm -hmm. what's so fun, right? And yeah, and the perspective of it, like, because mm -hmm. I, I think that's the other thing is like I'm guilty of this. We get going so fast, and you just try to trying to accomplish all these things and and make, and yeah. then you kind of forget like, hey, I need to I need to like slow down yeah, and, yeah. and do what's important. And I think that's that's the thing. And like. You know, getting that that win like that has to be like what that has to be like the coolest feel and just just knowing yeah. like hey I still I, can't I, believe I, it. I, I it you know what I mean <laughs> I, yeah I, I've had a couple good ones um, probably nothing like that you know like I had the one at the BFI that was pretty fun and I've had a that few at the World Series but like that one right there that you had is like like everyone brought their best stuff like mm. hey, i mean it was like this is this is as nasty as it can get yeah it's it, tough yeah so like i think that's that's probably the coolest thing about it like that's that's probably i think the coolest feeling for me right now just thinking about it is it, it just felt like i was practicing it just felt like man i just let my hair hang down and just yeah i, I didn't i wasn't tight i didn't you know i it felt like i was practicing like man i just let my horse go and i got my rope up and when he turned, he was like, he's right there. Just rope him. You yeah. know, I, and it feels like it was effortless. I, I always like call that like flow state or something. Yeah, it's flow state for sure. That when they're like so good and it like happens. And it's like, it's weird. And I usually know when it's happening. Like you don't mm -hmm. always win, but you're like, yeah, I'm going to be. I'm gonna be pretty good today. Like I, I'm going to probably not. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, and I don't, I don't know that like, I don't even say that to myself. I just like kind of know. Yeah, it's a feeling. It's, yeah, it's like, like a I know I'm gonna do a good like, job. It's like a euphoria. You kind of yeah. like you're just in this cloud, kind of. It it, it 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 did feel different that day. Yeah. It really did. I was too tired to feel any other way though. Kind of, I was I was pretty. I just tried to, which might actually been like a strength when you yeah. don't because it doesn't allow you to focus any other energy on other yeah, stuff. Over right? like, thinking about yeah. other stuff and or like yeah, wanna, worrying about the money or anything like that. You just 
Yeah. I just wanted to rope the cow for Eric. That was it. I I didn't want to let him down. You don't get many chances to rope with a guy like me. I've never had chances to rope with them guys like that. Right. Um, so I, I just wanted to do my job and, and that was it. Cause I know he ropes for a living and that, that money means a lot to him, you know, uh, me as well, yeah. but I'm just, I was just glad to execute and, and do what I needed to do, you know, and execute on that. Yeah. On that, having a partner like that, that, that was big. That's a big deal. I agree. And I think at the end of the day, like the biggest, like one of my biggest takeaways, I think, I, I don't know, you, you'll have to tell me this probably later down the road, but is if you're like real true to yourself, like you were and how you like rope to win the roping, didn't mm-hmm. hesitate. Like, I think that like builds winning. Like it makes it easier to win, makes it easier to trust yourself, right. makes it easier to mm-hmm. believe because you're like, I, I have already done that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like, that becomes one of the differences between a guy like, like a Wesley Thorpe or a guy that hasn't done it is Wesley's done it a lot now. So he knows, like he since knows. He was, since he was 15, I remember yeah. when he won the, the Spicer grip, I was there. Yeah, when he was like 15 or yeah, 16 15. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's been doing this for quite yeah. some time. And yeah, it's incredible. But I think that's like, that's like that breakthrough that we're all like, trying to get you know like that's one of the things is the ability to believe Mm -hmm. and sometimes you got to believe before it happens and you've done it and then other times you got to be you got to believe but also know that you've done it so now you got both you know what i mean so it does it is kind of a cool thing if you ain't believing before you've done it (laughs) it's a it might it's gonna be hard to happen i mean because you you have to if you have to believe you can do it before anybody else can right You, you just that's the only way it works to me i mean yeah there's been people that believed in me you know, I have a lot of great friends. Lots, I mean, lots of good friends from back home in New Mexico and all around here, all over the place. And I mean, I, I just, I, I love all them people that, you know, they've always just pushed me and pushed me to, you know, and believed in me. And I tell you what, until I believed in myself, and I didn't even believe in myself, I had, creator telling me to really i mean honestly i don't even know where else that would come from i I, where else would that come from i because i'm not that way with myself you know what i mean um that's kind of a yeah i haven't thought about it like that like i haven't asked where like where else would it come from it wouldn't come from nobody else so no i i have a great support system here my wife and she she makes sure that i'm better and striving each day and taking care of business so without her i don't think uh i wouldn't be here <laughs> i promise you it's <laughs> she's crazy. nursed me back to life and <laughs> she's kept me going the last you know several years i'm very very grateful for her i think that's a huge huge thing to have right yeah that's a it's a big thing yeah very 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 big thing perfect man yeah well do you want to add anything else or i mean i, I felt yeah. like this was I just like I know I called you last night and I was like, "Hey, yeah. I'm leaving, but if you could come yeah. over tomorrow, I'd love to just no. talk." Because I was like, "I'm, I'm dude, just... your your situations, <clears throat> it's it sucks, but at the same time, you, you you're really grateful and and there's been a ton of good to come out of mm-hmm. it, right?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, this is I just like, hey, if you want to talk about, it, I want to talk about it, and, yeah, and because I, I, I do, I think it's like a." A, a pretty cool thing to to do what you're doing and and to have that so i was like man let's let's go yeah no i'm glad you did uh, i'm i'm forever grateful for you pace thank you for inviting yeah, no, me and, thank uh, you man thank you for doing what you've done here with x factor it's it's uh it's a big deal for the team roping world for the rodeo world 
And, uh, you know, I would like to, uh, talk about a call that I got yesterday and then not, not just the one call, but I, I never realized it was like that. You, I won that rope in and I've had so many people reach out, um, from all of the guys that rope well that I just, I look up to, I mean, younger than me, all of them. Yeah. Every one of them, man. It was just the, the, the outreach was incredible. Um, I'm very humbled by it. Uh, and uh, I got a call yesterday from Jet Johnson. Oh, yeah. And uh, got to talk to him for about 10, 15 minutes. And he said, you know, I got diagnosed when I was 25. And he said, I felt like I needed to call you because a guy called me. And he said, you know, everybody that get, gets cancer doesn't die. He said, I went on and I did what I was able to do. He said, you got a bright future. You go ahead. I said, yes, sir. I, I'm truly grateful for that call. I mean, it, it meant the world to me. It really does. Um, so shout out, Jet Johnson. Damn, I appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Been looking up to that guy for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. No, uh, this is this is a it's a great time to be alive. You know, I feel like there's a lot going on in this world. Don't let it overwhelm you. Um just keep 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 things in perspective and and uh just try to go and be happy. Enjoy it. Enjoy right? it, man, because yeah. you never know. We might not be here. Right. We don't know the end. Yeah, so have fun. Nothing's promised. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And I just, most of all, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, honestly. He's he's the only reason I'm here. Sir. That's awesome, Jesus man. Christ. Thank you. Cool. Thanks again. Pace. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep. <sighs>